0: Hello loves. If you're a business owner, I think HMRC, our tax and revenue service, should just send you a cape. I mean, let's think about what you're doing here. You have taken your skills, your experience, your knowledge and talent and created a way to get paid for it. You get to pay your gas bill from the contents of your heart. You get to do meaningful work, live your values, you create beautiful things or helpful services. This is ace. Like, I think business ownership can be the most rewarding and fun way to express who you are. The thing that no one tells you is that running a business is often an epic self-development quest that you probably didn't even realize you were signing up for. I know I certainly didn't. And this is because there is no way to create or build or lead a business that's risk-free. So on an average Tuesday, you're going to come face-to-face with the risks of judgment, conflict, failure, success, complexity, disappointment. It's a full house of risk. So if you experience some self-doubt in running your business, I want you to know that this makes complete sense and that you're not alone. And if occasionally you want to set fire to the whole endeavor, I want you to listen to this first. The thing I want you to remember as you listen to this is that you don't need to wait until you've reached some idealized, super healthy, clean, evolved state with any of these kind of five reasons why being a business owner feels hard you don't need to have solved all of these things to grow your business to really do this work because we heal and we learn when we're in action we feel a bit braver every time we move forwards I also want you to stay listening to the end for a way that I'm going to be supporting you as a business owner this is super exciting I can't wait for you to hear all about it So do grab a cuppa, get a notebook, settle in, I've got you. Hey guys and gals and non-binary pals, this is Courage and Spice, the podcast for humans with self-doubt, hosted by me, Sass Petherick. I'm a coach and supervisor and I'm a little bit obsessed with how we heal the root causes of our self-doubt. On the podcast, you can expect interviews with delightful humans and evidence-based resources and original coaching tools. So if self-doubt is holding you back, then Courage and Space was made especially for you with so much love. I'm so glad you're here. Right, five reasons why business feels so freaking hard. The first one is your relationship with responsibility. So having a business sounds great in theory, right? Like no boss, you get to make your own rules. You get to decide when you want to take a day off. I mean, have you ever seen a photo of Marie Folio where she's not laughing at a salad, looking joyous? It's amazing. Of course, the reality is much trickier because you start to realize very quickly that you have to take responsibility for everything. So I found there was just nowhere to go. I had to make and own every decision. No one had the answers for me. There was no one to blame when it went wrong. And I discovered a couple of years into my business that I was probably the worst boss I'd ever worked for. I didn't really have an off switch and I was both working really hard and feeling like I wasn't doing enough. So I was constantly looking for someone to give me the answers. I bought course after course trying to figure it out. And I think when I look back now, I was just trying to outsource all that discomfort of taking responsibility for something I didn't quite understand yet. And I think this is the the thing that we forget. It's no small thing what we are taking responsibility for. Our business invites us to own the creation of every offer, of all of the marketing and the selling, and then the delivery. There are all these responsibilities that we're required to take. There's GDPR and ethical practice. For coaches and therapists, taking responsibility means seeking out supervision. Don't get me started on the tax system, that's pretty deliberately complex. Most of us have pretty messy relationships with authority. We can experience anything from fear to rebellion and everything in between. Don't forget that in big and small ways, for most of our lives, we've been consistently punished for failing and rewarded for success. Right. So taking responsibility can bring up all kinds of emotions and thoughts. No wonder it feels overwhelming. So I just want to invite you to consider how you feel about responsibility. Like what's your relationship with responsibility? When you think about taking responsibility for your business, what comes up for you? Just notice any thoughts, emotions, memories, images in your mind. This is all great info. Think about how your relationship with responsibility is leading to the way you are showing up in your business right now. Okay, number two is trusting yourself. So your business is inviting you to make decisions every day and to trust your discernment. There are no guarantees and no certainty and no one is taking roll call if you don't show up. So just think about this. like, Do you trust yourself to do the things that you need to do To grow your business? Do you trust yourself to do the things that maybe you don't find as easy? For most of us, this is the stuff around the the craft of our work. It's things like marketing and sales. But it might be about creating and planning or just getting organized. And Do you trust yourself to do what's needed in your business, the things that you find a bit technically challenging or just plain bloody tedious? We have to show up, otherwise our clients don't know that they have a choice to buy from us. So do you trust yourself to be reasonably consistent? If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this feels a bit crunchy, you're so not alone. And I want you to remember that our whole world is set up so that we don't trust ourselves. Right, our families, schools, workplaces and communities follow a pretty hierarchical model where knowledge and decision-making power is held by a few people at the top. And we're actively discouraged from thinking critically, questioning, challenging that authority. As kids, we heard do what you're told, and as adults, we're looking to know the invisible rules of how to be an adult. And so we look to other people, we model their behavior, or we end up crowdsourcing our decision making. And this is because we just aren't shown how to value our own wisdom, how to open up to our intuition, how to trust our inner knowing. And this is especially true for those of us with self-doubt because sometimes your gut feeling might be saying, this is not safe. You just need to hide under a blanket for a bit. No wonder you might be sitting on the sidelines waiting for more information or for permission or a sign. It might also be why you're constantly comparing yourself to others or putting your energy into watching other people who do similar work just trying to figure out the invisible rules. The thing to just pay attention to is how do you know you can trust yourself? Okay, number three, why business is a bit hard, receiving. Can you take a compliment, like in a way where you don't have to tell a whole little story about the justification for it? That's what I do. What do you do if your best mate says, let me get lunch? How about if people want to pay you money for your skills or knowledge or experience. Notice how the energy of receiving feels in your body. Most of us, especially those of us who are women, we have learned that giving equals goodness. Right? Most of us have been brought up to give our time and our energy and our care freely and generously and gracefully right? Resentment is not something that's encouraged. And look, this is no accident. Our society has been built on the labor of uncompensated women, right? Our grandmothers couldn't open a bank account without their husband's or their father's approval. So culturally, this is a really short window of time for women to be trusted with money and with resources. And of course, that history has filtered into our psyches. We've all inherited beliefs about receiving. It usually gets tied up with our notions of deserving and earning and worthiness. And we've been told our entire lives not to get too big for our boots, not up to ask for too much. So being in business requires us to put a literal price on our work and then receive it. No wonder it can be such a big shift to find that you're, you're invited to open up to receiving unapologetically, abundantly. So doesn't it make sense that this might mean you tend to over-deliver and or undercharge? It might be why you find the idea of raising your prices incredibly risky. It might be why you're so much more comfortable offering free things rather than charging for them. Okay, number four is rejection your relationship with rejection. So I always say that if you were raised by at least one parent who cherished you, that is a lottery win. Many of us weren't, right? Many of us who are now in our 40s and 50s and 60s, our parents followed the script, right? You got married and you had kids. They may not have felt like they had a choice, and that means that we may not have felt that we were cherished, that we were wanted, that we were beloved. And that shit is not benign. It can leave us with everything from residual trauma to just very unhelpful beliefs and behaviors. And this is because as humans, we all have attachment needs, right? We all have these very human longings to be seen. And loved and validated and appreciated. To feel like we matter to other people. To feel like we're wanted. These needs are very valid and real and they need to be met, it's super important. And if we haven't learned healthy ways to meet those needs, if that wasn't modeled to us by a cherishing parent, we learn really unhealthy ways, right? We twist ourselves into knots, we become who we think other people want us to be, we abandon ourselves, we deprioritize our own needs, we have unrealistic expectations of other people. Unhealed, untended attachment needs will bleed into every relationship. So this is a biggie for us as business owners, because the nature of our work requires us to have some level of relationship with our clients and our customers and our prospective clients and customers. There's simply no way to offer your work without the risk of rejection, right? People are going to unfollow, unsubscribe, disagree with you. You might find you sometimes get ghosted or people ask for refunds, these are all just everyday, neutral choices that people make. And if we have untended attachment needs, we can make any of these things mean that we are being rejected. So if you have a really strong fear of being rejected, a hypersensitivity to feedback, or an over-reliance on validation from other people, If you feel underappreciated and dissatisfied, resentful when your needs are not met, then it's a really good thing to pay attention to. The thing to remember is to not be too hard on yourself, right? Because attachment needs are human needs. But the thing to notice is you might be giving social media or even your clients the job of meeting those needs. I like to see this as an employment problem, right? You've just given the wrong job to the wrong people. The thing is, we need safe holding places that can meet those needs, where you can practice just feeling validated and safe and seen and it not be so angsty. So your friends, your family, your therapist, your coach, yourself, mama nature, right? These are great places to get those needs met. So just know that if you have a slightly uncomfortable, crunchy relationship with rejection, it could also explain why you find it really tricky to just show up on social media in a grounded way. Might be why your nervous system gets a bit jangly. Might be why you tend to get entangled with clients or just overthink all the conversations you have with them. Okay, number five is your relationship with success oh my God, the success thing. <laughs> so if one more person tells me that once they have their morning routine down, success is imminent, I may start screaming into the void and not stop. <laughs> so yes, we're told we need a morning routine and also to work harder on your mindset and to what raise your vibration because that's why you are not manifesting success and you're probably not working hard enough or you don't want it badly enough or you're not following the right formula, it's a five-step formula. Notice that the people telling you this are also the folks that are saying everything you want is on the other side of their five-step proven formula, right? What's your relationship like with success? How do you feel about it? When you think about your own success, what are the components of that? What is it made up of? So I my sense is that success for most of us has a couple of elements to it one's definitely financial and there's more there's another that's more meaning based i think so let's think about the financial success what i've noticed and this is i'm hyper aware a gross generalization based on geography but generally speaking the culture of australia and america is very much more comfortable, generally, with wild financial success. That's seen as a kind of good thing to have. Whereas for those of us in the UK and New Zealand, Canada, Europe, we have a little more of a crunchy relationship with financial success. Um, I'm not sure why. I think there's probably lots of reasons for that. But generally speaking, that's what I have found. And There are some really practical implications around this, particularly for those of us here in the UK. If you're a long time listener, you may recall a previous conversation I had with the delightful Kerry Jarvis, where we talked about the ambition for a six-figure coaching practice, that this is seen as a kind of paragon of success for coaches particularly. But actually here in the UK, there are really big, implications for crossing the VAT threshold of around 85k. You pay significantly more tax, there is more of an administrative burden, it has a lot more complexity to it. So if you value simplicity, then aiming for six figures if you're in the UK may not feel that's sort of successful to you. You know, I think most of us, we just want to earn enough where we can contribute to our families, and we occasionally want to buy good cheese, maybe donate to the charities we care about. You know, for, for so many years, it was the tyre test for me. Like, I wanted to earn enough so that if I needed new tyres on my car, that would not be a problem. It would not cause a whole lot of stress. It's related to a childhood incident, as everything bloody is. Anyway... And when it comes to non-financial success, many of us feel a sense of meaning from our work, right? We want to have that sense that it's sustainable, that we can keep doing this and keep learning and growing and expanding into the craft of our work. Some of us feel a real sense of mission. I I certainly relate to this. I want everyone who experiences self-doubt to have somewhere to go. So think about your relationship with success and non-financial and financial, what comes up for you? I think as well, if success actually feels a little overwhelming or fear-based for you, it may be because if you're already working very hard, there may be a belief that more success is going to equal more work, right? If you've ever experienced burnout, then that risk can feel very present for you. It may hold you back from, from, you know, growing. And I think there's also the fear that if you experience wild success, this may come with the risk of separation. Right, the idea that you'll be judged for that. Who does she think she is? Stop showing off. Don't get too big for your boots. Vibes, right? And this comes from a whole lot of cultural messaging. And if, like me, your high school years proved that Mean Girls was actually a hard-hitting documentary, that kind of judgment can feel really risky. So just notice when you think about your success, what comes up for you? Where might you be protecting yourself from being more successful? How is that showing up in the way that you lead your business? So these are the top five reasons why our businesses can feel quite hard work, right? Our relationship with responsibility, with trusting ourselves, receiving rejection and success. So we think we're just showing up and selling our beautiful work and getting to create um, a sort of meaningful job for ourselves. But actually, you are going against everything you've been told will keep you safe. Right For decades before you started your beautiful brave business, you've been told, do as you're told, follow the rules, someone else knows best, you can't be trusted with money, giving is a sign of goodness, put yourself out there, your needs don't matter, don't get too big for your boots, right? There's a combo deal of that for all of us, no wonder you're looking for the nearest blanket fort. So what do I do with this? Well look, if you are relating to all of this, nodding your head going, "Holy crap, this is me." I want you to know about Brave Hearts. This is a bonus program that I'm adding into Self Belief School and it's especially for business owners. So we're going to do this in kind of fun way. From we're going to kick off on the 7th of November and for 6 weeks until the 12th of December, We'll have a weekly coaching call on Tuesdays and a co-working session on Fridays. So I'm going to teach you my courage-based planning process. You're going to set a goal for your business that you can do in six weeks, whether it's growing your Instagram, writing a regular newsletter, setting up a course, figuring out your offer. Finally, finally updating your website copy, right? All the things that we kind of put off, whatever you find a bit tricky. And yes, of course, self-doubt is going to be along for the ride. Those big five things and all the other stories that you have will be popping up. And you'll have me in your corner alongside a fab group of business owners egging you on. You're not going to feel so alone anymore. I'm also lining up a little... Cadre of excellent guest teachers to join us. And look, I am so onto your self doubt. It's not even going to see me coming, right? By Christmas, I want you to have a completely different relationship with your business, with your clients, and more importantly, with yourself. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna go through this process. I want you to experience the deep satisfaction of growing your self-belief around your business. And you're going to complete a goal as you do that. That's just the vehicle for it. Now, because this is Bravehearts is part of self-belief school, you also get to join self-belief school. You get the whole core curriculum, which means understanding your self-doubt, untangling from all these protective beliefs, becoming a bit unfucking stoppable After Christmas, we're going to have a regular fortnightly Bravehearts call. So inside Self-Belief School, there'll be a call a couple of times a month where you can bring your stuff, anything that's showing up for you in your business. And I just want to say for all of you creative business owners out there who are gearing up right now, if you're listening in real time for your busiest season for that, that period up till Christmas fear not you crafty wonders in the new year after you've had a bit of a rest right we'll do this again so we will run a courage-based planning approach a couple of times a year within self-belief school so you won't miss out there's no rush there's no stress so brave hearts is a bonus program inside self-belief school All current students who are business owners are going to be invited and you can join right now using the link in the show notes.
1: Hi, my name's Fiona. I came into self-belief school feeling really crunchy about self-belief. I felt like I wasn't the right person to even be at self-belief school, that I was so riddled with self-doubt that I thought I was going to be with a whole bunch of incredible people who had self-doubt and they were all going to find out that I was actually just not worthy of their time and attention. What I have gained over the last year has been a real sense of self-acceptance, of self-worth, of self-belief. And it's kind of been extraordinary to look over that cycle. I found myself in a self-doubt loop so often, so often caught up in the kind of senses of rejection and failure and loss and embarrassment. And going through the process of my life map has really helped me to make sense of where these feelings come from and why I get so caught up sometimes in my own head and in my own thoughts. I'm really grateful to Self-Belief School for all that I have learned and am continuing to learn. I'm more confident in the way that I talk about myself and in setting myself up to to do things and achieve things and be the
0: person I want to be, and that is glorious. It's still my birthday month, so if you join before the 1st of November, you're going to save £500 on the full price of Self-Belief School. This includes all payment plans, it means that you can join for less than £1,000, you are going to get coached by me forever, and we together are going to heal your self-doubt and how it shows up in your business. Boom! told you i wanted you to have somewhere to go. <laughs> so if this sounds good to you, please come join us. if you want to chat to me about joining self belief school, if you've got any questions at all, drop me an email. that's in the show notes too. and i will see you inside self belief school and brave hearts. i can't wait to see what you create before christmas. can you imagine just getting set up for 2024? That first quarter is the busiest time for coaches and therapists particularly. So let's get started. I am so happy to be your coach It's total labor of love for me. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to see what you create. Um, I'll see you inside, lovely.